I'll tell you something this morning. You know, I pride, maybe to a fault, but I pride myself in being a man's man. Calluses on my hands and just kind of being tough guy. And I'm sitting right there in that front row and I'm weeping like a baby because of what Jesus has done for me. Are you with me? I'm going to tell you something. I was a sinner, lost. I knew it, needed Jesus in my life, and Christ changed me. I get excited about that. I get excited of the fact that I know he can change anyone's life. And you know, one day Jesus is returning, and I just want to be, I want to run my race well when he comes. I want him to have to snatch me out of here because I'm busy doing what he's called me to do. I'm glad we got a God that loves us. In Acts chapter 1, Luke records the last few moments when Jesus was on earth. He says in verse 1, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He tells them in verse number 8, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. For forty days, Jesus made himself known to his disciples. All of them would testify, Christ is risen. The grave could not hold him. And during those 40 days, he continued to minister to them and to teach them. And he commanded them to testify of all they knew concerning him and would empower them by his spirit to reach the world with the good news of Christ if they would just follow him. They were to make disciples, see them baptized, and send them out to teach and testify as well. And the responsibility of the church remains the same today. We're to make disciples in our generation and we're to continue until the Lord returns and he will indeed return. He said in John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. 
You believe in God, believe also in me. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So we have the testimony of the angels in Acts chapter 1, and we have the very promise of Christ in John 14. And yet there are still some who say today, Jesus is not coming back. I've heard him say it. Jesus isn't coming back. I've heard that all my life. Well, if that's you this morning, I give you 2 Peter chapter 3, where Peter attempts to stir up his readers by reminding us of the words of Scripture beginning in verse 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, Peter writes, they are willingly ignorant of, meaning they chose not to believe it. Willingly ignorant that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overshadowed with water, perished. Speaking of the days of Noah. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved under fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, the question is not, will Jesus return? The question is, are you ready for him to return? He is patient. I'm thankful that he's been patient with me. And he is patient with you. And it could be that you've put off the decision to choose Christ, accept Christ. You've put that off, and you've put that off, and you put that off. And one day Jesus is going to return. And you'll wish at that moment that you didn't put it off so long. The question is, are you hopeful or hopeless? I give you the words of the Apostle Paul found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. He says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those who have died. He says, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. You know, listen. I have been in the funeral and preached a funeral. And I recall one man in, in particular who denied Jesus Christ 
And constantly, every opportunity that he had, it wasn't that he didn't have good godly parents. He had great godly parents. It wasn't that he didn't have people praying for him. He had lots of people praying for him. But time after time after time, he rejected Jesus Christ. And a man who was not much older than myself, as a matter of fact, he probably was my age that I am now. And he went to the arsenal one day and he went to work and he got in the company vehicle and as he's driving down the road, he died in an instant with a heart attack. And I remember when the funeral was over and I walked by the family and I just come by them and I hold them and his mother is weeping, not just weeping, she is sobbing because she is looking into that casket at the body of her son and she said, Pastor, this is the last time. I'm ever going to see him. There are some who face eternity with no hope. Paul says, if you're in Christ, don't sorrow as those who have no hope. Death isn't the end. He says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with a trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Those who have died, they've gone to be, they're absent from the body, they're present with the Lord, their spiritual body is with Jesus. And when Jesus returns, they come back with him. And this body, this robe of flesh, this corruption puts on incorruption. This mortal puts on immortality. And their bodies is resurrected and they, they, they come together. And we who are alive are not going to stop that. But in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, we shall be changed. And those who are alive, we're caught up together and we meet the Lord in the air. And I want to tell you something. On that day, we will shout and we will sing and we will praise God. It was worth it all. Are you ready for Jesus to return? Because he's coming. He promised, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And one day he will return in the blink of an eye. Are you ready? Are you ready? There is coming a day. When no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye, all is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. 
What a day, glorious day that will be. Let's stand together and sing the chorus. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Let's sing the next verse. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no pain, no more parting over there, and forever. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day. Let's have everyone now bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's have the pianist play. I want, I want the lights on, Vic. 